It's the big DJ with the big sound. We're talking DJ me stamped in the street. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the building. You're truly DJ me. Shout out to lovely model Anna. How you doing, Anna? I'm good. You're refreshed. Good? Refreshed. Refreshed. I'm refreshed. Refreshed. I feel you. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, it's been a crazy week, man. Like everybody's getting ready for you know Thanksgiving is tomorrow. They getting ready for that. I'm getting ready for the Millennium Tour. <laughs> so, what's your prep for this Millennium Tour? How you prep for this? This time, I pre- I told myself I was gonna get the belt buckle with the with oh, the wait, LED. Wait, wait, first, I want to thank you. For the last tickets, the last tour. Oh, you're I appreciate welcome. you going to Millennium Tour. Welcome. Yeah, that show was lit. It was lit. Hashtag Sweet Life. Yes, I need some more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm um this time I got to make sure I get my my LED light um belt. Remember the back in the day? Yeah, that was scrolling. Look, like, he like, oh, Lord. oh no, she's a fanatic. She go, Listen. she go, she fucks with it. She going in on it. Like that's what she does. And that's what I was supposed to get last time, and I was like. I, I feel like everything always just catches me. It's like, bam, but mm, I'm, I'm, I got to order it because by the time they come to Miami, you know, I'll be ready. I'll have my little I'm LED. <laughs> yes. Find some buffalinos. Oh, or some right. <laughs> You're going to go out Or like some that. Melissa's. Some oh, Melissa's. Really you got to get the clear Melissa's, though. My God, you're taking it all You got to get the clear ones. Like, the clear ones where your girls' wow. feet be sweating. Your feet be sweating. Yes, those. <laughs> be like, girl, you hot? Nah. <laughs> That's crazy. Shout out to Omarion. I'm going to tell you that. Who, Bless, listen. Bless his heart. Who gets the, the win for the week, though? Because that, that was a major move. Like, exactly. Okay, watch this. Everybody was expecting him to be bitter, to be angry, be the, be the, you know, the mad baby daddy. They playing themselves at this point. They looking. I get it. Love, you like, whatever. But it's like. You have no remorse for like the bro code, the the everything. She ain't just so give us a quick backlog of, of what we what we talking about because we're just discussing it. Just like, give us a quick backlog. So was Lil Fizz started dating Omarion's ex, was it baby mama, yes, right? Baby mama. Yeah. So and messy. it wasn't so like, messy. and it wasn't like, hey dog, you know this. Ha- I, you know, I'm pretty sure there wasn't a conversation, dog. This happened, yeah. you know. I just want to, you know, because they're supposed they're supposed to be cool and close. And um, next thing we know, they all booed up, flexing on the ground. He's like, <sighs> what the? Just disrespect. We're disrespectful <sighs> with it. So, on his birthday, Fizz's birthday, mm-hmm. Omarion released the notification yeah. of the Millennium Tour. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy's on it. We lit. Bow Wow's on it. Face off. That's called face off. Uh, with him and Bow Wow. Who? With uh, Omarion. Huh. And Bow Wow. That's really the whole tour slash Millennium tour. I'll still be there for Yin Yang Twins. They set was so oh, yeah, that's lit. They listen. Their set outshined, of course, B2K's. The only person I think that that and, it, and I think it's because it was in Miami was Pretty Ricky set. Yeah, that's it. Was lit. They, I mean, it just was like it was, but it was pretty Ricky, then Yin Yang Twins. Yin Yang Twins was really neck and neck. They DJ was, <laughs> they was transition. Those those transitions, I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> they just blended the songs like they they were dope. I think they're coming. It's another concert coming. I gotta find a flyer, but Yin Yang's supposed to be. Coming. Well, listen, we 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 have a special guest in the building today. Yes. And, you know, it's it's really a good time, too. You feel me? There's a lot of mental things are going on with, with the kids, with the adults. You know me. I'm a everyday life. mental health advocate. Right, you are. And I, I, I figured that you would love this this guest. You feel me? We ain't discussed it, but I'm, like, I'm going to bring him in because I, I, I like his vibe. I like what he's trying to do. And, you know, when I saw back and I thought about it, it's a lot of confusion that does goes on within businesses, within operations. You feel me? Because, you know, for one, people don't know how to communicate. That's the main reason. Facts. You feel me? And, he, you know, he kind of struck a nerve with me when we were talking about that. Like, damn. Yeah. I got I got, I got to call myself out on that one. You feel me? So, <laughs> I, okay, yes. Definitely we bring him in. And, you know, have a little dialogue. You know, a little talk with him and see what's going on. So, I'm going to let him introduce himself to the world. Let everybody know who, who you are. You know, all the good things that, that you do 
on a day to day basis. Yeah. Uh, what's going on, good people? John the Giant. Uh, appreciate you guys for letting me on the show just to, you know, share my story and share what I do, man. Just looking to inspire as many people as I can, you know, um, having people summon a giant within themselves. You know, I believe that everybody has something great within them. But since we're talking about the topic of mental health, those issues that we go through as kids um, that we kind of suppress, that we, you know, we, we put dirt on it. You know, it causes a lot of us not to get to that place where we can be that giant, where we can be that person crushing the game in our field. So I go into businesses, um, small businesses, mid-sized businesses, and I talk about the discussion of communication, um, how communication, when it's something that is not at the peak, it definitely affects the performance in a workplace. Agreed. Not only performance in a workplace, but it affects results. It affects money. So you have a bunch of people coming from different places of life, you know, have different experiences. And those experiences affect their communication. It affects how they take criticism. It affects how they take compliments. And as a result, if you're a manager or if you're a supervisor, a CEO, and you don't have this understanding of your people, then it's going to really be hard to get the best out of them. Mm -hmm. So I go in there, you know, I do some trainings, you know, do some talks um, to get everybody on the same page, you know. Now, what have, what would you say have been some of the common um, issues that you see when it comes to communicating, like the reasons for it? Mm -hmm. um, is it lack of understanding or people not being patient? Like, what are some mm -hmm. of, what could some of the... I would say, number one, the main thing, you, you, you hit it on the nail, understanding, empathy. You know, a lot of times, I, what I personally see from a lot of leaders is that we've been taught how to lead in the wrong way. We lead in a way where, okay, yeah, you got to get this done. This objective needs to be met, so on and so forth. And we treat people like robots. However, people, they come from a place. They come from a home. They come from a family. You know, they come from a neighborhood. And there's certain different things that they, that they may be going through or that they went through. And those things are not being spoken about. They're not being addressed. So as a leader... As a supervisor, manager, executive director, you have to be in tune with your people. Just as much you want as you want the, the objectives to be met, you have to be very intentional about what's going on with your people. Because there's a lot of things that they go through that you're not really understanding what's going on with them and it's affecting the workplace. But if you're like, yo, hey John, what's going on? You know, everything good with you? You know, your reports last month weren't up to par, you know, that's not usually your thing, what's going on. Just having a candid conversation, then they're going to be like, okay, this is not just about me meeting a quota. Like, this you person really care. cares about me. And, you know, when when you know someone cares about you, they're riding with you, then you go to hell and earth for them. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Yeah. I definitely agree with that because um, I will say at my job, and I'm at a corp corporate, um, a huge corporate company, my last three bosses mm -hmm. were outstanding, mm -hmm. and but it was because they had empathy. Yeah, they they had empathy, and and I will say also I was not afraid to communicate with them and let them That's know, big. hey, That's this big. is going on because I think, especially honestly, especially for people of color, it we're we're afraid to get to let them know we're going through something mm -hmm. because we feel like they're gonna hold it against us or yeah. they're gonna be like, oh, you're not being dependable, right. but. I had somebody ask me, because I rave about my boss all the time. They were like, what is it that makes your boss such an amazing boss? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, the thing is, I was like, she really cares. I said, I, she makes sure that she tunes, t checks in with me. Mm -hmm. But most of all, she with the communication, there's trust. Yeah. And I was like, and I keep telling management that when you allow your employees to feel that way, mm -hmm. like you said, they'll go to hell and back for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I... I'm so happy and proud of how you teach, how you treat me, that I want to make sure you look good too. Exactly, and yeah, that's really yeah. what ends up happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you, you hit it on the money, you know, and um, that's one thing in the workforce right now that's like a really big struggle is that that empathy piece. So right now they're about, and you don't know, talk about the millennial tour. It's so funny, right? Right now in the workplace is about fifty percent of millennials but the employers the bosses the executives the ceos the managers they're in a different they're generation. baby boomers they're gen xers right so 
that presents a problem. Why? Because we call it cross-generational values. They say, oh, millennials, oh, you guys are lazy. You guys don't show up on time. You guys are entitled. Yeah, narcissistic. It's all about you, so on and so forth. You know, they say back in our day, we used to work, 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 work. We used to do hard. We used to, like, meet hard deadlines. We never made excuses, so on and so forth. And so what I do, I come into the picture, and I'm like, hey, listen, you know, times have changed, right? We do work hard. Just not the way that you work hard, because life has afforded us to make things easier. We got all this technology. Mm-hmm. You don't. We don't. We don't have to clock into a job and go into an office every single day. We can come two, three days a week, and we can have that flexibility to work at home and still get the objectives met. So I come in and I do that training, and I allow them to see, like, look, you have to be a leader that is that's leading with understanding that's leading with the mindset of not trying to force people to do stuff, but lead from a coaching mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so from an employee standpoint, what are some of the issues that an employee kind of, cause we know some of the issues with, with the leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that you sometimes have to coach the employees? Cause like I said, for me, one of the things that I, I, tell people that I know is like, you got to speak up mm-hmm. a lot of the times. It's, it's even like in a relationship, people don't can't address what the situation is. If you never tell them mm-hmm. and then, you know, you go around feeling frustrated, but you never kind of yeah, yeah, at yeah. least had the discussion. Yeah, yeah. So in order for me to answer that, I have to say this, that if an employee is not comfortable in expressing certain things that shows something about the company culture. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that falls on, you know, management the leaders. Again. Yeah, it falls mm-hmm. on management, right? So it's kind of hard to be in a situation and feel like, uh, you know, I want to speak up, but you're afraid that you may get some marks, you may get let go, so on and so forth. So that as well falls mm-hmm. on management. But I think for a lot of employees and just people in general, this is really across the board, you have to be very self-aware. And that's one thing that I do. I have this... Um, the way I do the training is I have this uh, system where it's pretty much like a, de- a very detailed, a 20-page personality test. And it tells you all your strengths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It tells you all your strengths and it tells you all your blind spots. So this is this thing here is scientific, scientifically proven. If you follow it to the T, if you know your strengths, if you know the areas that you need to improve on, success is like right around the corner. And I think for a lot of people, you end up going to certain jobs, you get in certain professions that it's like, it was never meant for you. But because your parents told you, oh, be a nurse, <laughs> be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer, you go into it and your strengths were never assessed because you were told what to do. Matter of fact, I was just, something that I do, my wife and I do, we do uh, counseling for couples, right? And I always use the assessment. And just in the session, this one young lady, she's been a nurse for like five, six years. And she's expressing how they all put her into leadership because she's very detail-oriented, so on and so forth. But she doesn't like it. And I'm like, hmm, okay, you don't like it. Let me go down to the assessment and let me look at ideal job uh, climate because the assessment talks about what's your ideal job climate for your personality. Mm -hmm. And I said, well... Don't I don't want you to think that you weren't meant to be a leader. Like everyone could be a leader. It's not a personality type that says oh where you lead is right. the issue. Is yeah exactly where you lead and you have to be comfortable on leading in your way, not leading in somebody else's way. So as we're talking, and then she's like, "Man, I don't think I really want to be a nurse anymore." I was like, wow. "Yeah, I figured that's that's not your space." And we started talking about it. And here's why I talk the mental health um, aspect is that we started getting to the root of her programming from a child. Mm-hmm. Her mom told her to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Her mom told her it was a noble field to be in. Her mom told her, "Hey, look, if you're a nurse, then you're gonna make <laughs> X amount of dollars." But it didn't speak to her strengths. And now, at the age of thirty, she's realizing, "I gotta jump ship." Oh my gosh, I was just telling somebody that um I, I did a um it was an interview and I was I was talking about my my de- my ongoing battle with going to school, higher education, college. <laughs> and I told uh, them I said, "Listen, I'm going to be very honest with you guys. I said, I'm going I'm getting my degree now." I was like, "But it was a hard road because for mm-hmm. you, I'm 31 now, but uh-huh. like for almost 12 years yeah, it, yeah. it was a back and forth battle. I've changed degrees mm-hmm. and it 
was, and I mentioned in there, I said, but I was getting the degree because my mom said it's what I needed to do. I was getting in, you know, I remember switching. I had a, pa I have a passion for like marine life. I remember mm -hmm. switching mar from marine biology to something else because my mom didn't feel mm -hmm. like our parents kind of begin to like, they set this in our brain. Yeah. And because we are supposed to obey thy parents, our yeah. brain says, okay, do not deviate, do not deviate. Yeah, yeah. And, and you love like, your parents. You, you, you admire them. So you take their counsel. Either that, you don't want to hear your parents' mouth either. It's, it's, it's a catch-22 sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. a lot of people stay stuck doing things because mm. they just don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. So I told them, I said, finally, I, but what happened was I would find myself getting, and, and that's where the mental health part, I would get so frustrated with mm -hmm. myself. I would feel like I'm like, I asked for, there was moments I was like, what's wrong with me? Because yeah. I wasn't passing the Man. classes. I wasn't, in, like, focused. And yeah. I'm like, what, is it me? What's wrong? Like, I started to really beat myself yeah, up yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, and I told them, I said, but it wasn't that. I hadn't found the interest. I hadn't found the area exactly. that I needed to be in where I can be strong and, yeah. and, and pursue something. Yeah. Now, you know, pursuing an actual degree in PR, yeah. it's different. But yeah. sadly, it took me. It's not know. sadly. It's a part of the process. A lot I know. Of what, what, about, what about when you, when you have found your passion, but then after a while, you start losing the passion for it? Hmm. Now, was it ever really your passion for real? Yeah. Well, passion or interest? I would say, as human beings, like there's certain things that we desire to do for a season, but then there may be another time where it's like, yo, you want to do something else, and that's okay. Like, there's no, I think you hear all these things like, oh yeah, follow your passion, what's your purpose, so on and so forth, and we get stuck on one thing. You know what Sometimes I mean? We get stuck on one things. thing. Yeah, exactly. So like. The human mind, who, how we are, the way we've been created, the way we're wired, yo, we can do so many different things. Like, we're gifted in so many different ways. So maybe it's time for you to, like, go to do, do something else, you know? And maybe that's something else wasn't realized yet. Maybe you didn't see it yet, you know? And it doesn't mean that you have to stop doing what you're doing. And, as you know, there's different seasons for different things. If you're in your passion right now and it's kind of like, ah, oh, you're not really feeling it, but it's putting food on the table, continue doing it till you can start building that other thing that you're trying to do. Don't just let it go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you, do you, because one of the biggest things that, first and foremost, I believe anybody that has, like, if you have a business, I really think that you, from the from the owner, from your supervisors, everyone should do one of those, personality. Because mm -hmm. um, I've done them a few. I used to be a trainer, so one of the things they made us do was take one of those to mm -hmm. understand what type of, learner we are i right. am yeah, and a, understanding the other types around yeah. us so when we're yeah. teaching we can know how to adjust right based on the person mm -hmm. but then also the personality as well but then do you also kind of touch into biases with within because sometimes i feel like we get almost like the same thing with our parents telling us this and this and that mm -hmm. the biases happen as well and we start to treat people we, we haven't learned to disconnect that and, and just treat people as is in the moment yeah, so would you, I think I know what you said. I said it's so funny because my friend of mine was saying that. Uh, you, you, what you're asking is, like, you see someone oh, take no, the assessment, and then you're like, oh, this is what you are. You are an aggressive person, so you can continue treating them as if what you saw on their paper. Is that what you're saying? That could be one. one of them. I meant more of the biases of, you know, the... Um, I guess you call them the, un the was it unconscious biases, things that we already start to treat people. So before even taking an assessment, mm -hmm. you know, a boss can have an employee that comes in and they start automatically treating them. You know, one of the biggest things, especially for women, is the fear of because I'm a woman, my boss, if that's a man, might have a bias and may feel like I'm not going to be dependable. I'm not. So they start mm -hmm. to treat me or they don't give me as much responsibility on certain mm -hmm. things because I have other responsibilities outside. Yeah. Those type of biases. Yeah. So. I mean, that's just a matter of being so aware, like in the conscious realm, that to treat everybody like they're like an own their own individual piece of life. I think a lot of times what we end up doing is that we see one person did this this way, and they may be short, long hair, blue eyes, and then we say everybody with short, long hair, blue eyes is going to act the same exact way. But that's just all about. Giving people the benefit of the doubt, number one. And number two, treating every single person as their own individual life. Because 
we can grow up in the, we can look the same, we can speak the same language, we could have grown up in the same neighborhood, but be totally two different people. Why? Because there's nuances to everybody's life. Agree. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Now, I also saw <laughs> that you do, like you mentioned, um, couples counseling. Mm-hmm. That you, what are some, some, what are some tips you can give for? Because I saw um, your post you had on um, says a group of psychologists studied 163 married couples, and the study showed that those who had supportive spouses are more likely to succeed than those who didn't. Yeah. How does one have a conversation with your significant other to kind of first and foremost be open to therapy? Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes that's that's, yeah, that's the first was, hurdle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. First, because I remember my 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 ex husband. Yeah. I screamed therapy like for the years, but yeah. you know. Not that's happening. That we were doomed for a divorce because he didn't even believe in mental health, mm-hmm. and it was just like, uh. Yeah. So how do you how how can a a significant other kind of, you know, I guess you can say talk not talk or kind of get their partner to to give it a chance, mm-hmm. give therapy a chance. Okay, so here's here's the thing when when I'm that's that's a great question, and this is the thing where I always tell people when it comes to relationships, focus only on what you can control. I think we get so hung up on wanting our partner to be on board with whatever it is, whether it's buying a new home, going to therapy, whatever. We get so hung up on wanting them to be on board that we forget that we have certain things that we can't control. So every time somebody comes to me like, yeah, I want you and your wife to, you know, the coaches, counselors and that, but my boyfriend doesn't want to go or my husband doesn't want to go. What should I do? I said, well, you should go to therapy yourself, right? Because that's all you can do. Like, if you believe in it, Mm -hmm. then you go. And if they don't believe in it, then they know you can do about it. So I come from school of thought uh, because I got my master's in marriage and family therapy. And the school of thought of family therapy is everyone comes from a system, meaning we all come from families, no matter how crazy, dysfunctional, broken the family is, we all come from a family. We all come from a neighborhood. We all come from a culture. We all come from somewhere. No one is an isolated individual, right? Mm-hmm. So the thought is if one person in the system changes, then you give room for everything else to change. So it only takes one person to step out and to do something in order for things to change. Why is that? So. If you have a situation with your spouse, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, they don't want to go to counseling, you decide to go to counseling. Now, a good therapist will show you how to grow within yourself, change yourself, develop yourself, help you to make adjustments in that environment. So now when you get back home with your parents or with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever it is, they're going to start to see a change in you because you're no longer operating the same way. So now when you get into fights with that, your partner, your therapist has already shown you, like, hey, it's not about the fight for real. There's something deeper than that fight, something that transpired with you long before you even got into a relationship, and that's what's causing you to react the way that you react. So Mm -hmm. now when the therapist makes you get to that programming, you get home, similar situation happens, you're about to get into a fight, you're you have the techniques. Now. Yeah, you got the techniques to deal with it, and your partner's like, oh. See, I, I want to try that, but I, I, I swear to God, my mind. <laughs> no, like, this shit, when I get mad. When he did that, swear to God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the training yeah, that is yeah. out, of, out of the window. Yeah, but, but how do you control that, though? But you have to stay consistent that, with it. And that's it. the thing. Is like, here's the thing. What it <laughs> I know that ain't that, that's, that's what got me. <laughs> here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. We have to understand. How old are you? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Perfect, right? You have to consider yourself as a thirty-three-year-old tree. Think about a tree that's been around for thirty-three years old. How deep are those roots? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like those roots are strong. They're not like no little wig, no little weed that you could just pull out the ground. A tree that's been around for thirty-three years. Is super strong. You, you, bro, exactly, right? (laughs) So you, you, you are rooted in something, and the things that you're rooted in are the things that society told you when you were younger, what you saw in school, what you saw in media, what your parents told you, which is a big one. So you're rooted in those beliefs. So 
just one or two times somebody comes and tell you like okay yeah this is what the problem is you be like oh man that's the problem okay cool you're not just gonna boom just like that just yes. change it's gonna take some time because you have to uproot that old belief system to plant another one so you know if you got a 33 year old tree you're not just gonna come and just cut the tree off you gotta dig deep 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 to uproot those things so you got to be patient with yourself too just because you know the right thing to do that don't mean you're gonna do the right thing it takes some practice yeah it takes some practice it takes time man Shoot. it was stuff that i finally didn't get right and i i've been doing therapy since i was i remember in high school we mm-hmm. had a trust counselor she kind of helped us so since high school and i just did i just started to act right like <laughs> I'm so serious. I just started. It to just act kicked right in. Huh? It just kicked in. Maybe two years ago. Like I'm so. But it was. It was the constant and 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 like like you could do one session and it's like because you know we get eager. We the therapist gives us something yeah, right. We go yeah, home. Yeah. We like I can't wait to yeah, try this. Uh-huh. When those emotions, mm. it'd be like okay, this is not how it went in therapy. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. the constant. Yeah. And then things click because what it yeah. was it was. Um, there was things that would get said that would begin to go trigger. It'll trigger. Those are triggers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But what happens though? Cause you know, one of the things for me was, um, I, I finally evolved Mm -hmm. per se. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into (laughs) you changed. Mm -hmm. That's what I would get from, from, from my ex. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know, mm-hmm. but it it was just, that was it. You change, mm-hmm. you change, you change, and then that became the issue. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at what point in time, you 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 you, you, you take care of you first. Mm-hmm. Now, it's you're trying to, you, your partner hasn't come on board. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point in time, you're finally like, okay. So my question is, and I always tell people this, they met you a certain way, you're no longer a certain way, right? I think every relationship oh, got my... Oh. My wife and I, we've been together 13, married 9. And I'm nowhere near the same person that she met. And same thing for her. Nowhere near. Right? So the question is, how do you love the evolving person? That's the real question that we got to ask ourselves. How do you love the evolving person? And the way you do that is you love them for who they are. Sometimes I don't think we can do that. Like... At the core of me, I'm still like, you know, the same guy, but there's certain things on the outside that I just don't, I don't believe anymore. I don't, I don't roll, roll that way anymore. Same thing for my wife. It's but evolution. Right. Exactly. So how do you love the evolving person? And you have to have that mindset. And I think for all my people out there who are in relationships, looking to get into a relationship, understand that the person that <laughs> you are with today, right now will not be the same person five, 10 years down the line. But there are core things about that person that will probably never change. But we focus so much on the change, the change, the change. Oh, this person changed. Blah, 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 blah. And we, we highlight that so much that we don't see the beautiful parts that are still in the relationship. So can I tell you one of the things that I kind of, you know, after the when life finally started to make sense to mm-hmm. me type of moment. Um, I had told myself after my divorce, um, after my separation, I was like, if I meet somebody, I was like, if immediately there's, I'm already checking off all different things that I can't mm-hmm. stand or I don't like in my head. I was like, no, nope, not going to mm-hmm. do it. Because what I learned <laughs> was when I got with my ex, there were things that he did and he mm-hmm. had and how he was that looking back, the signs were there. We yeah. women, yeah. I'll be honest. We yeah, think we go way the blinders up. We, huh? The blinders, and we not, not even that. We think they're like a a, a mold of clay, and we about to be like, oh, you came this up. shape, yeah. bro. I'm about to change you, you into yeah. this shape. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I realized, and I was like, crap. Like the whole time when I got with him in my head, I was thinking he'll change, he'll change. Mm-hmm. But there was, like you said, there's core things. Mm-hmm. So I told myself, I said, you know, the next person I meet, you know, if there's anything that I want to change about them, or you know, that that are because we know what's tr- what's important to us, right? Absolutely, we, yeah. Well, we learn what's important to mm-hmm. us because I ain't learned until after 25 either. I'm telling you, things happen after 25. It's just... <laughs> Anyways, and I was like, if, I, if there's anything that I want that I that I can't stand, yeah. that person, I'm not going to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm the, my partner that I have now, my boyfriend now, there's... I told him, I tell him there's nothing I want to change. There's, mm-hmm. That's it. And in my head, I'm like, okay. But it allows me to actually grow 
with him in a way that I didn't even imagine was possible because I already accepted how he is, mm -hmm. how you know the things that are his core, right? And go from there. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, that was one of my triggers for me because, and mm -hmm. I tell that a lot to women because I, I hear so many of my friends take men as projects. Science project. Listen, I tell people, look. At Baker Soda yeah, and Vinegar. Yeah, yeah, but you are you a project yourself. How are you going to take up on another project? Exactly. Your project ain't finished. <laughs> you a project yourself. You, you work on the project that you got with you right now, which is yourself. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's, that's danger zone. Danger zone, boy. Because there's a lot of resentment and bitterness and anger that comes from that. When you see good in somebody and you're trying to change them and they mm -hmm. won't change. They won't change, they get real bitter. Right, exactly. You get very upset. Don't don't even right, you want Yeah, <laughs> essentially that's Maybe what you're saying. Maybe over there, swear yeah. to God. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I'm like, I felt that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I felt that. Yeah, that that, that came from somewhere deep. Because <laughs> <laughs> then, because people like I swear, like when they know you're trying to change, they, they steady push them, push them buttons, man. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. That's that's a part of it though. That's a part of it. Pushing those buttons because you know it's like people, the universe. They, they test you. The universe testing you to see. Oh, are you real? Are you serious about this for real? Smash a button like a PlayStation. Up down, <laughs> up down. RV, RV. Um, <laughs> so we got a question on our live because I, you know, we want to get some. And somebody said this is funny. Oh, I got it. Okay, how it? How is it so easy for women to break up and get into another relationship so quickly? Uh, is that just women? I feel like men do the yeah, same yeah. thing too. But I, I feel honestly, if, if if you could if you could do that, you really didn't have a real attachment. You was playing that attachment, like you was just playing playing a part. Or that is one. Absolutely, I agree with that. And there's another part of it. As I think about it, people. I'm not just gonna pin this on women. I'm not gonna say it's just women. No, nah, men. But do it too. Pe yeah, men do it too. Mm -hmm. You're not comfortable being alone. That's a fact. You're not comfortable yeah. being by yourself. So you so it, exactly. So it's like you you have that person in your life. You're with them. They're no longer there. You, you feel as if you got to fill that void with somebody else. No, you got to fill that void with you. I, uh, a young lady that I met, um, Ashley Bianca, man, she does some great oh, stuff. I love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, my that's honey buddy. yeah. That's the homie, man. She does those mental health. health. Yeah, every single Such month, a man. Sweetie. Great job that she does. And I remember having a conversation with her and. Um, she was. She said something so profound to me. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Like, she went through a bad relationship, and she's single now. And she's like, yo, sometimes she just go out to the restaurant by herself, have dates by herself, and just try new things. And she realized, oh, I like this food. I like this and that. So she's exploring herself. And that's why I always tell people, like, when you come out of a bad relationship, it's not time to get into another relationship. If you you're doing to. that, and I have to say, it's not the the overall general rule because of course you know there's exceptions to the rule mm -hmm. you know because i got out of a bad relationship years ago before my wife and um maybe like three four months later my wife and i we started talking but it was nothing like i was trying to get at her we it just, just happened it just happened right some people already have somebody by the as they're walking out it, the door it, no it's true so i'm not saying this as a general never overall a rule right but you gotta Take some time to really explore yourself, see what you like, see what you don't like. Just explore life. And I tell people all the time, look, when you're single, well, that's a great time in your life. Like, maximize that joint. Like, maximize it. Go travel, but grow I, a business, do a lot of different things. I personally feel just in, in a relationship you need some of that. So just some alone time, too, though. Yeah, absolutely. In a relationship? In a relationship, Absolutely. Yes. You definitely need that alone Space. time because you're still an individual. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you still have to do things that you just want to do by yourself that you like, you know. And that's another thing. When I when I see couples that are always together every single place, to me, I, I think there's something wrong with that. Yeah. I like I you. think the woman, the woman or the man, but somebody somebody Somebody's insecure feels like they yeah, have to yeah, be there yeah, yeah, or yeah. they're just so to yeah, attach. Yeah, that's not healthy. You know what I mean? Because you were a person before that person mm -hmm. came to your life. So, what? You can't just be swallowed up in a relationship. You're still you an individual. Your, you lose yourself. Yeah, Somebody exactly. actually just kind of said that. You lose yourself in someone else. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, Ugh. Facts. But Facts. I, I remember that was one of the things. Once you learn to be by yourself, mm -hmm. it's like, 
there's there's I don't know I I, I really want to ex- describe it as a moment of clarity because I remember I I went to the movies by myself that was something I never did mm-hmm. I went and sat at Dave and Buster's ordered my drinks by mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. then after that it everything just started to make more sense mm-hmm. and 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 the truth is we we come with so much baggage on our own and we don't realize that. Awareness yeah. is the, one of the biggest things. Man. And that's why I, I love and I push um, therapy and, mm-hmm. and counseling for folks. Cause I'm like, you think you got it all right, but mm-hmm. you don't. This yeah. And honestly, the idea that you think you got it all right is, a, to me, it's like you're, you're, you're not being real with yourself so, with right. something. You're hiding something or you don't want something to come to the surface because you think you got it all to nobody has it all to nobody. No one at all. It's impossible. 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 Yeah. And then, you know, you, you done gone to people's house and be like, oh, this where it come from. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> Tomorrow, everybody going to be yeah. like, as they go to, the, right? to meet their significant other's family. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, that's why you do that thing, huh? <laughs> Yeah. I know oh, my okay. definitely come from my family. I yeah. know it. Yeah. I know for sure. <laughs> it's an underlying problem somewhere. Oh, it's for all of us, man. All of us. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm... Confident yet to go sit down and sit with a therapist. Yeah. I just you have to find the right therapist. I feel like you say that now, but I, I, I just never the really right one's gonna come to you. You said you why why well, you use the word confident? Why you say why confident? I don't know because I don't feel like I'll, I'm not interpreting this, this, this to spill my life. Like you feel me to spill mm-hmm. what's going on. It and, takes time though. Like you're gonna. It's, uh, I mean, it all depends. I, I've sat with people where. Literally, this one, this one young lady years ago I sat with, and um, I was like, yeah, so what's your goals, you know, for coming here? She was like, yeah, you know, I just want a better relationship with uh, my mom and my dad and this and that and whatever. I said, okay, cool, cool, cool. So we're just talking, and then literally within the fourth session, she comes and she just overloads everything. Like, like oh, she was raped several times when she was a kid and this and that and all that. And I'm like... Well, here it goes. Uh, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> so we went through all of this. You told me that this was the problem, and we went through all of this, and now we get to this one. I said, okay, so now we get into it. So sometimes people, a lot of times, people come with their guard up already because it is a very difficult thing for a lot of people to come and just be so transparent and vulnerable, like, like bearing your soul. Especially as men, black men, we, we don't do stuff like that. We're not taught to do that. We're taught to, yo, you got to man up, bro. Like, yo, and I, that's a concept that I'm just 100% completely opposed to. Yeah. You, it, There's no such thing as, I feel like manning up is really manning down, really. Because we're human beings, that like we have things inside of us that... I believe, like I said in the beginning, like it's holding us back from success, but we're not letting certain things go. We're not in a in a space where we can just be transparent, open, and honest. And be like, yo, you know, this is what happened to me. This is why I felt this way. This is why I operate this way because X, Y, and Z happened to me when I was a kid. I was made fun of, or you know, my mom said this, my dad said this, so on and so forth. You know, and when I go to schools and I speak to the young kids and stuff, I always tell them the story. I was like, yo, you know. When I was eight years old, my mother told me to my face she would have flushed me down the toilet if she had the opportunity. And here I'm going to school, I'm getting like getting suspended like for a whole month, you know, getting kicked out of schools. I dropped out of high school Those when I was in the tenth grade, head. exactly because of that programming. And everybody around me, from family members to to um, teachers, principals, anybody who was a an authority figure. Oh, yeah, yeah, John was just a bad kid. He's just a bad kid. He's just a bad kid. Exactly. But that's not what it is. But when I get older, that's when I'm able to, like, really understand, okay, this is why I did the things that I did. You know what I mean? Because those things were, those things that were implanted in me, those negative words, you know, I mean, your mom tell you that she would have flushed you down the toilet. That's pretty. Mm -hmm. That's that's, heavy. That's pretty serious, right? So how is an eight-year-old supposed to process that? We don't even understand our emotions yet. We can't even yeah. sit down in a seat still. Can't even be like, well, yeah. yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? I can't say, well, you know, my mother and my grandmother, they had a very bad relationship. You know, my mother went through so many different things. Yeah, I, I can't I can't be, I, I can't process <laughs> that yet. I'm just saying like, damn, my mother really hates me. You so know, and that hurts. Bother. Yeah, and that hurts, but I don't know that it hurts. I'm too young to understand that it hurts. So I just outplayed in other different ways. 
that's why I always tell men, like, yo, even if you can't go to therapy or if you're not comfortable going to therapy yet, have therapeutic relationships. Like, have a guy that you can talk to. Like, yo, you can just be, like, real. You know what I mean? That helps, too, you know? So so we have a, a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read this, the, fir- this, the first one after this because in, re- in regards to what you just said, you know, if you if you're not comfortable with therapy yet, because he asked, well, well, when you do open up, the ones you opening up to shut down, <laughs> which that is it's yeah, that's, that's definitely a thing yeah. because everybody doesn't. First of all, if they're not comfortable with themselves, they're going to shut down a lot of the times as much. If there's moments for me, I just don't I freeze up. I don't know what to say. But then. Eventually, you find. For me, I found the right people over time. Bingo. The you know and the but what what's scarier with some people is, you know, you're opening up. So I would say open up with 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 light things. Mm. You know, see how how it goes, if, mm-hmm. and then you can know if you if you can open up about heavier things. Because I mm-hmm. have a friend of mine, like she knows, like she has some some of the most hardcore secrets. But you know, it wasn't a best friend from high school. You know, people associate timing with how, you know, how mm-hmm. um, it wasn't somebody. It was literally a coworker that we built a bond and she's mm. like my one of my rider dies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you never know. Yeah. But I think it's the fear maybe. No, it's definitely fear. I think that's a good tactic, though, you know, um, just open it up a little bit at a time. But for me, I'm the type of person I take personal responsibility for everything that happens in my life. Um, I don't think life happens to you. It happens for you if you allow it to. So a lot of us, right, when we're talking about being, like, pretty much afraid that somebody, you know, they may shut down or they can't take that information. Honestly, a lot, that's that's an issue for a lot of us because we are, many people that you see walking around are resonating at a low frequency. When I say resonating at a low frequency, I mean, like, you're at a level where your life is shallow, so if you're shallow as a person, mm. you're going to attract shallow people, right? So yeah. now when you say, man, I want to resonate at a higher frequency, I want to level up, I want to take my life to the next level, you have to understand that the people that you've been currently associating with, they're not <laughs> on that, le- they're not trying to get there. So when you're trying to share something with them that may like, oh my, okay. like yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? But like you said, you hit it on the money. Eventually you find someone. Why? Because... We all like we're literally we're made out of electricity inside of us. So you're going to attract somebody like you, and it could be at the most random. But like you said, just a, not a friend from high school, just a coworker in the same space. And then now you have that person. So when I hear people say, "Yeah, I don't really have friends," I'm gonna that's your fault. I hear that a lot. That's your fault. That's your fault. I say diversify, just like you diversify your portfolio. Oh, absolutely. I say diversify, yeah. you need to diversify yeah. your friends. Yeah, your you have the friends that you you club, you party with, and you can have the friends that you have deep conversations <laughs> with, then you have the friends that you do business with. And it's okay. It'd be good, it'd be good if you could have friends for all those things. Yeah. But, you know, and that's something that I, I had to learn too, you know. Yeah, you treat people or you rock with people where they are, don't expect any more or any less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then this listener also said, when people say, as a man or woman, you're supposed to do dot, dot, this, <laughs> where do people think they can suggest something to the opposite sex with never walking in the other sex shoes? Oh, that's almost part of bias is what we've seen yeah, and yeah, yeah. learned and yeah, yeah, exactly. experienced. Basically, pretty much of what we learned, um, like... For me, I just believe we live in a day and age where your role when you're in a relationship just has to be according to your strengths, right? Mm. Just roll with according to your strengths. Like, when my wife and I, when we got together, I was, like, what, 24, really starting off college. She had already had her master's. She worked. You know, we moved to Alabama because I went to HBCU in Alabama she worked while I went to school. People were like, you know, her family was pretty afraid about that too. They was like, yo, this guy gonna take advantage of you. Like, he ain't, you know, he ain't working. Because in people's mind, the man needs to be right. working. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Gotta be provider, right? right? But that wasn't for us though. That wasn't our plan at the time. That that wasn't the plan in the moment. The plan was she will work 
she want to give me an opportunity to uh, go to school. I was y'all Exactly. Because for me, it was like I dropped out of high school in the 10th grade. So I didn't feel at the time I could manage or juggle going to work and going to school at the same time because I didn't even know how to study. So I needed to have this isolated time with just going to school. People didn't necessarily understand that. But then as time went on, I finished. I started working. Right? Then it was a brief period of time where she wasn't working. I was the only one working. Then there was a brief period of time where she didn't do any laundry. She didn't cook. I did the laundry. I did the cooking. But if we stay on to those stereotypes and be like, oh, a man is supposed to do this. A woman is supposed to do that. X, Y, and Z. Like, you're messing things up. Like, you're making other people's standards your standard for your relationship. And that can never really work, to be honest. You got to do what works issues. best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to work what's best for you. What's best for your relationship. So I, I always tell people, man, throw those things out the window. Why are you holding on to that stuff? It's not serving you. It's not helping you where you are. Why are you holding on to it? It's stumping you. Yeah. He said, thank you. I definitely agree with that because it's, and I think that's probably the best way I've heard it. Play to, um, what Play to your strengths. And that comes from the strength. assessment. That comes from the assessment. That's why I use it with couples. Because I'm like, yo, some men feel like, Yo, I'm the man. I need to be handling the money. But you dumb as shit with your money. <laughs> like, you not, you always spending, you splurging it. Where your wife, she's the detailed one. She knows how to budget. She so knows how to do those three things. But you're too prideful to let her take the lead in that area. And you're sabotaging your relationship. You're sabotaging your family because you don't want to play to each other's strengths. Why? It's not a big deal. Just let her do it. Let him do it. Keep it moving. You're not less of a person, but these things that we've been taught from society, the societal norms, as they say, a man has to do this, a woman has to do that, hangs up a lot of people. I feel like that, um, that stere- it's almost like a stereotype of stigma. Um, you know, besides the fact that it's learned, because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. family says this, this is how yeah. it, it kind of plays. But I feel like it, it can lead to. Um, especially for men, mm-hmm. um, that added pressure because it's like you're a woman. You have your woman in your ear telling you, you're supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's like it can make a man feel like less than a man, but it's just mm-hmm. in that moment that's not his strength. He's, yeah. You know, I feel like as a woman you should be able to see that and understand and then figure out how can I help you get mm-hmm. in a better position so that you do get stronger. And yeah. then – but. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's that's definitely a challenge. And this is why I tell people, you know, listen, sex complicates things. And I'm getting somewhere with that. When you have sex, your logic just goes out the window. (laughs) I'm serious. Like, you love this. You you miss uh, You miss all. You miss. You miss. Listen, let me tell you something. You miss everything about the person that you could have saw from beforehand because you all up in the booty. Mm-hmm. And so now what ends up happening is you get into a, like a deep relationship with this person. Now you try to you get into marry this person and then there's like then the woman is in your ear. Oh, you ain't doing this. You didn't do that. It's like, bro, you could have saw that from before if you were just like to look. Like yeah, the lust. It's like yeah, lust. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that wall. Like you could have seen all those different things. You could have had those different com- those different type of conversations, like. I remember one time my wife and I were in therapy, and then she was like, there was something that the uh, the therapist said. And then I was like, you know. So um, you had to go to therapy as well. I practiced what I preached. Earlier this year, we were like, from like, we were in therapy for five months because we were on the brim, honestly. It was really tough, man. We were getting to that point. We it was really tough. We had to go. So there's something that came under the therapy session. I forgot exactly what it was, but I remember saying, you know, if we couldn't have kids, I wouldn't have married you. And she was like, oh. like I mean, mm-hmm. we have two kids. We got one on the way, too. Yeah, but I, cause I can imagine yeah, her. She was like, I, even me, I just went like Yeah, she too. was like, <laughs> and, you know, we're talking about it. I was like, well, you know, like, this is my thing. Like, yo, you know, my father abandoned my mother and I in a cold basement in Chicago, Illinois. My mother abandoned me as well, left me in the hand of my grandparents. I didn't grow up with any of my siblings. I got, like, like over 14, 15 siblings. Nine and ten on my dad's side, five Jesus. on my mom's side, right? Squad? So for me, I know, right? <laughs> but not really, though. It's just numbers. So <laughs> mm. so now I've always wanted that family. I wanted to redeem the time and be that father, be that husband, that's so on and so forth. To you. Yeah, that's important to me. And so she was like, oh, 
okay, I see. I mean, luckily that wasn't our issue, but I mean, this is a conversation we probably should have had early on, way early on. I mean, we're nine years in the game being married, mm-hmm. and now I'm saying something like this. I think he is yeah, <laughs> right. As a woman, you know I'm, I'm thinking, well, yeah. what happens if life would have been different for me, and I wouldn't been able to bear right. kids? Right. Yeah. I would like that's what starts the yeah. process. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. thankfully that that wasn't the case. Right, but, but that's what I'm saying about that's what sex. We don't have these conversations because we all up in the booty. We're not having these deep conversations. <laughs> you're not, you know, you just all up into the person, which is great. But there's certain conversations you're not having because you're just in this cloud. But you, but you know what? Some some certain questions don't even come up as well though. When you're even though you're just talking, you know, before the sex, yeah, certain things just don't come up. Why like, don't they though? I don't know. It's like and the, I, but I certain think questions don't be, be asked. But I think that goes back to the individual needing to be aware. Because my 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 relationship now, mm-hmm. the first thing I remember, I told my boyfriend, I said. We need to get our foundation strong. Mm-hmm. I was like, we need to make sure that we understand, we know we're good. Whether it's your issues, my issues, we've done even couples counseling as mm-hmm. well. Because I know what holding in things and then later on, like, so I literally, there were questions and things that we talked about. And yes, and I think it is also that whole we hate feeling uncomfortable, mm. but you have to become uncomfortable so that you can be heavy. comfortable. Because <laughs> the last, yeah. you, it has you know, like you said, it, almost nine years later. But the other thing is, you don't want to, you don't want to that topic, that question, or that situation to happen. Yeah, you know, in the most un- uh, awkward time. Yeah, Shoot, even when you yeah. do couples yeah, yeah. Um, dates and stuff, yeah, and y'all start talking about <laughs> right, and then Kevin Hart yeah. said it perfectly. Like when you go on a couples date, now y'all start kind of, uh, yeah, and then yeah. now y'all now y'all arguing, uh, <laughs> and it's like messing it, up the vibe. So you have to be aware mm-hmm. of first of all, be aware of what you want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that, and then get you know take a shot. And ask those things that are important to you and those yeah. uncomfortable things. Get in the habit of doing those things early, early, because yeah. then you people people resent people because I don't waste all this time with you mm-hmm. and you ain't mm-hmm. well. Well, and I told my friend, "What did you ask?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't get mad, you know we get mad at people for mm-hmm. things that. I just really think we need to change up the way that we even communicate. No, not just not communicate, but just how we approach getting into a relationship. I think like some people would just be so hot. They just be wanting to get into a relationship, and it's like you're not, like you said, you're not asking those questions because you just want to be with somebody. And it's like, why are you so concerned about being with somebody? Why is it that? Why is it that important for you to be with somebody? Do you think? Because I know back in the day there was before social media, you know, it was more of a thing of, you know, I have a husband, I have a significant other. But now you, I see a lot of people flex on the gram mm-hmm. of, you know, of them going out relationship goals. <laughs> and but like this, that's that's not what's going on. They don't, they, these, that's picture they just posted Lies. as soon as they got in the house. They Lies. didn't even talk to each other. Lies. Lies. Yeah. People. I mean, that's just a human issue, man. We're just so concerned with perception, man. We're so concerned about how people see us. Like, uh, maybe a couple of months ago, my wife showed me this article of this couple that had just taken family pictures. And it was a blended family. And um, maybe, like, I don't know how long later, the the husband killed the wife, the kids, and himself. But if you see the picture, it's like, yo, they look like they the look happiest happy. family. And it's, it's... But we don't know the behind yeah, the You don't know behind it. And that's why I'm telling people, like, you're trying to make a life decision, an important decision, based off what you see on the gram. No. It's all a facade. It's all a facade. Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. And, it's, man, the stats say that, man, social media has allowed depression to be at an all-time I high. I just did my, my paper on that. That was my thesis. Uh, all-time like, high. And it's like, yo, what you see there is not real for majority of the people. It's not. Stop trying to think, oh, man, they look so happy. My wife will say something like that all the time. She's like, oh, they look so happy. I said, you <laughs> think they look happy. That's the key word, look, look happy. You know what I'm saying? They look we don't know. Like it, I promise you. I, I feel like sometimes I'd be like, you know, seeing into the future. It'd be like she'd be like, "Oh, it looks so happy." I say, "Yeah," but you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. You don't know what's going on with them. Kid you not. Maybe 
six months, a year later, they're not together anymore. You heard there was some big old things. You're like, whoa. I said, yeah. That's why I never look at what people are doing. I never concern myself with how mm-hmm. people look. If I don't know you personally, we don't, we're not having like real conversations. I never make a judgment based off of what I see. Because right. it could be all fake. It could be all fake, man. Fake for the gram. So I see mm-hmm. you have a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. this your book? This is actually, yes, this is my book. This is my book. Uh, it's called When Giants Get Fed Up. From anger to ambition, and so fed up is an acronym. It stands for focus, education, deception, unlearn, and push. And so, pretty much, I'm telling my life story, and I explain how I went from being a troubled kid, dropping out of high school, to eventually getting my bachelor's, my master's degree, um, helping an organization raise over five hundred million dollars, going to places like Africa and Haiti, and um, helping. Um, um, less fortunate families going to over 100 juvenile detention centers and schools across the country to empower young people, to empower people all together. And so this book is just saying that you can have a bad hand. You can start off in a bad place. But this formula, right, that I use helped me to get to where I am now. Yeah. So, gosh, I should have been a therapist. No. Um, no, because I, I, I just said that to somebody. I was like, you know, just because you were adult, this hand doesn't mean you can't win this game. Yeah. You know, mm. it's like we, we see the cards. We see we feel like the deck is stacked against us. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but just get think about it. Get creative. But yeah, you can yeah, win yeah. that hand. I definitely can. Like, I don't know. You guys played Uno before. I think um, Uno out. Every, yeah. yeah. You, but there's so many times I had like 20 cards. Draw four. Draw four. Draw four. And then I get all these cards, and I'm just like, okay, uh, 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 boom, put the whole deck down, I'm out. Yeah. But if you're looking at the hand, you're like, damn, I got so many cards, and you're getting discouraged. That's it. That's it. You got to arrange your cards, arrange them, make it play for you the best way you can. So where can we find the book, or where can it be? Oh, uh, you can find it on Amazon. Amazon, just put type in When Giants Get Fed Up, John or the Giant, you'll find it. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna take a picture of that and post it yeah, because is this I, your first book? Yeah, well, I this is yeah my first my official first book, yes, but I have like little small books like ebooks that I've written as okay. well, yeah, that are electronic or online. Now, before we leave, what are some tips? Because one of the things that people don't realize, and that was fast, I, by the way. Oh. That was a good conversation. It went by fast. Yeah. I know. It doesn't seem right. See, yeah, we having fun. Time yeah, is it went real fast. Yeah, it went real fast. Um, because I'm just, just saying or asking because I've been in this situation a few times. Mm-hmm. Holidays, people don't realize holidays are, are very difficult. Yeah, for a lot of people. What are fun. some tips, I think, for those that are struggling and then some tips for those that may know someone that because, you know, sometimes we and we say like, oh, man, so-and-so I think is going through something. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. They never reach out, and then something happens, and then they're like, damn, I know I should have reached out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just some tips on the people going through through it, and then some tips for, you know, pre- reaching out to somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, not just for holidays, but anything, everything in general. I mean, we're all going through something sometime, but specifically the holidays, because you assume that everybody's having a good time, and you're alone, so on and so forth. Um, you got to, and this is not just for the holidays, but something that to practice, like, in general, like all the time, practice thankfulness, like mind-strengthening activities, right? Where mm-hmm. you sit down by yourself and just block out your mind and say, okay, what are the things that I am thankful for, right? Once you can do that, you start writing these things down, it would it would automatically change your mood. It would – like I've done it so many times where – you know, I like to get up early in the morning, four thirty, five o'clock. I like to meditate. I like Bless to write. I like to read. I have to, though, because I have little I'm... kids. And once they wake up, I have no time for myself. How old are they? Uh, three and five. Oh, yeah. See, mine cooks her own breakfast, so I, I wake yeah. up after her. See, okay. All right. You see? So I got I got to be up. But it's a habit that I always had. But it's like now, like, yo, I got to get up before them. They be lit, too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> on on 10, like, immediately. <laughs> Why are you going to wake up? So... There was one morning I was like, man, I feel like, you know, you get the, sometimes in your life when you're an entrepreneur, you feel like, man, I should be further along. Like, I should be, like, I should be doing more right now. Like, why am I, and, like, early in the morning, I'm having these thoughts. And I was like, ah, no, let me stop. I just stopped right there, and I started speaking out loud, like, okay, what are the things that I'm thankful for? 
And when I started doing that, I was like, wow, like I'm making moves. Like I'm doing some things Like I'm going here. I'm speaking to this business owner. I'm speaking to this investor. I'm doing all these different things. Like my mood automatically changed. Right. But we have to be able to practice that. Not don't get so deep into your feelings where you're just staying there because mm-hmm. uh, that's when it gets like it gets that's when it gets dark for you. I can vouch for that. I've 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 I can too. I've sat on on those bad days. I sit there and I just think back because it makes me realize. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He said, "Yo, I'm yeah. 31 with no kids. When I speak, when I speak to different women, they look at me weird. When I say I have no kids, like I'm, like, like I know I'm no." Oh, I guess they think he's weird because he has no kids and he's 31. He's a guy? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> you hear that for women. A guy is saying you, man, give him the finger. <laughs> Keep it moving. Like, that's the thing I mean. Like, people be trying to put pressure on people like, oh, by the time you But then if 20- he did have kids, they then it, right. it's, it's a catch-22. <laughs> it's like, you, you can't win, bro, because if you don't have kids, it's like, right. what, what's, what's wrong with you? But oh. if you do have kids, oh, right, here yeah. come the trauma. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be mama drama. I don't want to be drama. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we say, oh, by the time you're 21, 22, you got to be graduating high school. Then by the time you're like 24, you got to have a master's degree. Then by the time you're 27, you got to be making six figures, no less than $200,000 working in a great firm it's like we say you got to do this this that that perfect life but most people's lives don't even work out like that. i mean like if you think about a lot of the billionaires that we know i was about to say come on now they're like, so unorthodox see, on yeah, how they got there super unorthodox like most of the successful people that we know so it's like we need to start looking at things for what they really are like everybody's life is different like their mm-hmm. principles to get you to success, like you know, you got to sacrifice, you got to be diligent, you got to work hard. Yeah, but the way that it looks, totally different. So uh, you don't listen to those people, man. Just keep it moving. You don't want kids right now, whatever. You want kids, borrow like, some. <laughs> That's yeah. how I tell my girl, borrow kids, you will return them, uh, and then you'll realize. Yeah, borrow for a weekend. <laughs> You'll be on the dot returning them. Here you go. I made a mistake. I was just playing because you return them. <laughs> return to send. S- but, but send them with no money. You got you to gotta give somebody a full experience yeah. of a child. Uh, yeah. No them. money, no food, right? Bro- here's a broke-ass best friend. I'm going to jump on you. Like, Interject-ass, broke-ass child. <laughs> listen. Oh, my God, boy. Listen, they, they, they rough. Mm, I'm telling you. <laughs> And then what are some tips for reaching out to, because I think sometimes, some, and I've heard this from people, they mm-hmm. want to reach out. There's two things. They don't, they won't, they don't want to feel like they now are responsible for that person mm-hmm. because, you know, they, everything the person comes, comes with at that moment, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they're trying to care. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, different I, people are, have different concerns. I mean, you, my thing is you can't care and be. You can't care and be selfish at the same time. You got to choose which one. Mm. You know, you got to okay. choose. Like, you can't be angry and happy at the same time. Like, you got to choose which which one. Like, if you really feel like, yo, hey, this person needs somebody, don't worry about what else comes with it. I think a lot of times that's what hangs us up from not, like, making any major decision. Right? You always worry about what Ooh, can go wrong. Right. It's like, but what can go right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why we don't think about that? So just... Reach out. Just invite them over. Hey, come through. Like, you know. Let them get a plate. Yeah, that's it. You never know what comes from that. You never or know what comes from that. take them a plate, too. Yeah, you can. T- exactly. You take them a plate, too. So. So, that. Yeah. Let everybody know where they can find you, um, where they can even book a session. Yeah, uh, John o the Giant. That's J-O-N-O, the Giant. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook, Twitter. You got, I'm mostly on Instagram. If you want to find my book, John o the Giant, uh, When Giants Get Fed Up, From Anger to Ambition, it is on Amazon. Um, yeah, we here. We out here. I definitely want to thank you for coming through, man. It's, uh, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. I told is going to be dope. I'm just, I'm just such a, just an advocate for, yeah. for, because I just know it's like your life is just different when you start to tap into Absolutely. that. And I just don't like, people don't understand that sometimes 
you feel broken mm-hmm. when you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It just it's just the, you just got to fix the puzzle pieces and that's it. And then that's your, the puzzle's complete. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just that's it. Yeah. So oh, absolutely. And I wanted to say one last thing. We're talking about relationships. My wife and I are having a relationship conference February 15, 2020. Yeah, so you can find that information on Eventbrite. Type in relationship. Not relationship, oh. but relationship. Meaning I like that. Yeah, shift your mindset. Shift okay. your mindset and I'm get into relationships. So Eventbrite. Type in the relationship conference. I get your tickets it. there. Yeah. And with all the ticket prices? Uh, ticket prices. Right now, we got the special going for $50 to so the first mm-hmm. 20 people, $50. After that, it goes up to $65. That's still not bad. Even, yeah. You know. Yeah. So we're going to be having um, uh, a, a young lady who has traveled with um, international speakers, like um, not speakers, um, singers and artists, performers like, um, uh, what's his name? Bob Marley's son. I forgot his name, but Bob Marley's son. Um, other recording artists. Um, she is single, and she's about. I'm not gonna tell her age, but she's been single for some time. But her, she's someone that I, um, Ashella Shanae, she is someone that I admire a lot because she maximizes her singleness. Like she grew her business, vocal coach, you know, getting people on, you know, um, what do you call it, American Idol singing and stuff. Like she does her thing. So she's gonna be coming on, telling us how we can maximize our singleness. Uh, my wife and I were going to be discussing how to be an individual, but still, you know, meet the requirements of the relationship. Because a lot of times you're in a relationship and you're losing yourself, like mm-hmm. we spoke about, right? But we want to be able to have those two. Then I have my guy Marcus Moon, who is a financial guru. I think a lot of times what we don't realize is that finances play a major, major role in our relationships and our lives. Mm-hmm. I know with me personally, if my money ain't right, ain't nothing with me be on point. <laughs> Like my, you feel me? My whole mindset. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? So he's going to come in. He's going to be talking about investing. He's going to be talking about um, saving. He's going to be talking about a plan to actually get you from where you are to where you need to be financially. So we, we come in with it, man. We come in with it. Shout out to Beachstone Counseling as well. My guy, Matt Jean, we work together. I just started working with him, Beachstone Counseling. He's going to be there as well with his wife, giving some tips to some couples. So. Find out on Eventbrite, Relationship relationship Conference on Eventbrite. Awesome. That's dope. That's dope. I'm going to be there. I've done done events like that for couples, and they're really actually, they're good. You just got to have, make sure that the discussions and the conversations, that you can still have them um, in 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 how how do I put it even because the, the conversations are continue in the car so mm-hmm. always yeah so you, it's really good they definitely continue in the car so you just gotta make yeah, sure yeah yeah and then you know this is for couples and singles we got something for everybody because if you're single eventually you want to get into a relationship so you got to know the ins and outs of getting into a relationship as well and if you're in a relationship you want to take it to the next level we got some stuff for you as well so all right yep. On that note, y'all stay tuned. Friday will be here, and I'll uh, make sure if you haven't, if you haven't already, um, head over to Eventbrite. We are, um, we did activate our link for the hottest industry showcase. We have bigger ranking KD, DJ Me, and surprise judges. So register now for uh, who? DJ Bulletproof. And <laughs> so make sure you go ahead and register for artists. Early bird pricing is lasting for about a week. After that, the prices go up. So make sure you get your tickets. All right. Lovely model, Anna. BJ Me. Ho. John and Johnny. <laughs> All right. We out. Yes.